0: Hey, my name is Dr. TK, and on this podcast show, we will uncover abundant tools to help you become the CEO of your business and your life. I am a mom and wife who merged my knowledge as a clinical psychologist and professor for over 20 years into building a multi six-figure mental health business and seven-figure digital product business, serving others and doing what I love. Now, I believe that you can make a wildly abundant living unapologetically while also dreaming big, enjoying life, and making a huge impact in your community. This is the Therapists Deserve Abundance Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Therapist Deserve Abundance Podcast. This is your host, Dr. TK. So, before we hop into today's podcast episode, I do want to make some major, major announcements. And so, depending on when you're tuning into this podcast episode, it is Monday and we are officially open for the Dope Therapist Academy enrollment period. So we just wrapped up an epic three day with some bonus YouTube lives. We had a Telegram group and pretty much the boot camp in included um, helping therapists craft and develop their niche statement. In our uh, Telegram community, we gave them a resource for AI to help them navigate through creating their niche statement on a very easy level. We also talked about how they can build their profitable, profitable growth map. And so what that looks like is talking about how many seats do they actually occupy on their org chart, even if they never thought about it because this is one of the reasons why a lot of therapists might be tired. They may not want to go all in on their business because they're really wearing all the hats, especially if it is things that they do not like or that they are not good at. And then we also talked about leaving money on the table and how to show up as the best version of you and become an abundant CEO while also bringing in profits and living abundantly. And so I know that sounds all nice, but at the end of the day, the Dope Therapist Academy, we are teaching you how to be build a operating system. But of course we do it very fun. We do it throughout the year and we have an epic community. So if you were not able to uh, check out those YouTube live streams for the boot camp, those videos will be available until this upcoming Friday, February 9th, 2024, where we will also be closing the doors of DTA for this round. Now, if you want to check out DTA because maybe you came to a past boot camp and you're actually ready to sign up, Head to my website at drtk.com forward slash DTA and go ahead and secure your spot, okay? So today's podcast episode is all about how to boost traffic to your online directory. And this question came from a bootcamp boot camp attendee, and they really wanted to know how do they drive traffic to platforms like psychology today? And so, before I share with you five major tips, I first wanted to share with you how I have been able to utilize in my past with a solo practice and a successful group practice um, platforms like A Psychology Today. And so when I first started my private practice, there were not a lot of platforms, as many as there are now. Um, I believe now you really have to sit down and think to yourself, what type of clients do you want to attract? Because certain platforms are specific for certain populations. Um, But I know that one of the bigger ones are like Psychology Today. They also have like therapy for black girls. They have some marital ones, couples ones. It just really depends on what you're looking for. But I had psychology today for years for my solo practice. And then over time, as I opened up and grew my group practice, I used the exact same profile for my solo practice because of SEO. I showed up and I was serving a certain population, but the first few therapists that I hired They were also serving the exact same population. So I did not want to start from scratch. I'm not saying that this is the way that you have to do it, but I knew that when you type in certain words through Google, which is known as search engine optimization, what you have on your website or directory matches what people are typing in. Google will start to notice that people are being drawn in to your information and they will start pushing your name up over Time, but in the beginning, psychology today will push out your information, but it will be mixed up with a whole lot of other people's information in addition to um, ads that people pay for on Google. So I flipped my solo practice psychology today profile into a group practice profile. And literally all I did was change my picture to our group practice logo. I uploaded pictures of the therapist in the picture section. Back then we didn't have the whole telehealth record a 30 second or one minute video, but I did update my, you know, information. And instead of saying, I, this is just a little group practice hack is instead of saying, I say us, we, okay, not I or me, okay, because that is representing that you are an entity with multiple people. Now, again, like I said, SEO was my best friend. I was already receiving a lot of referrals as a solo practice, so I still continued to even increase attraction as I started to promote therapists with other specialties because of the five tips that I'm gonna share with you today to increase traffic. And so number one is you want to optimize your profile for search engine. Search engine optimization, the acronym is SEO. So what that means is that you want to use relevant keywords in your profile description and anywhere else that you type so that potential clients who are looking for, you know, how you can solve their problem, they're finding and getting matched with the right therapist. So they may type in anxiety therapist. I've had clients because I've asked them for marketing research. I've had clients who have told me, you know, I type in black therapist and then Google will automatically populate and say, Therapist near me, right? Now, I know that's a little tricky right now because a lot of therapists are still working from remote locations, maybe even their home, including myself. I do all telehealth practices um, for one on one clients in my home office. However, on these directories, you still put the zip code of your address. And for me, my address is still where my physical office was, okay? So I still attract. uh, therapy clients in that area, but it allows me to add in three different zip codes. So if I wanted to see clients in the Bay Area of California, I would call one of my friends or reach out to one of my clients and say, Hey, what is your zip code just to your house? I just want to attract people in that geographical location. So find out the zip code that potentially your clients would even reside in, or maybe go to work in or go to school in so that they are also physically automatically Um, being matched with your office, okay? So when you think about search uh, search engine optimization and you are looking to attract more people, beyond keywords, you want to look at it similar to, um, we talked about this in the bootcamp, like a dissertation or back in the day when you were in research and stats, you know, you had to go on the intranet, you had to type in keywords, also known as variables, to narrow down your research topic. If you just typed in anxiety, There's going to be a lot of stuff that comes up. There are different types of anxiety. But if you talk about mutism for children, okay, now we're getting somewhere because you typed in mutism, you typed in potentially anxiety symptoms, and you typed in children or teenagers or adults, right? So think about how you describe your services and how you can help people with words that people also type in when they are looking for Help okay. Another way that you can think about it is you know, where are your past intake forms if you do have an existing private practice? Maybe you're at a nine to five and you're opening up a private practice, but some of those people at that nine to five, those clients still meet your client avatar. So look at what they checked off on those long check, you know, checklists. What symptoms that they check off losing sleep? For example, sleep is on a spectrum. Are they unable to fall asleep or do they sleep too much? Appetite, are they eating too much? too much or do they not eat enough there's a wide range of even mood irritability anger outbursts isolation and the list goes on and on once you start playing around with these words even through social media platforms it's going to start matching what you type in with what other people type in and it's a match So that's the first one is optimize your profile for search engine optimization. Number two is specialize and clearly define your services. And so when you typically look at like a psychology today, all of them are almost the same. They're just formatted differently. They may have different sections, but at the end of the day, they will allow you to checklist or checkbox what specialties you offer in your practice. I would make this a habit if I were you to check this at least in the beginning of you building your practice every quarter, because every 90 days you may fine tune your client avatar. You may start to attract certain clients and then you realize, oh wait, I actually do not want to start that diagnosis. I do not want to start that age group. And then over time, as you start to get better and better with your marketing and messaging with exactly who you want to attract, maybe then check it at minimum once a year. And let me just slide this in that also includes insurance panels. Make sure that you're updating the insurance panel, um I'm gonna call it like ideal client demographic form that you can fill out online or they may have to email it to you and then you send it or fax it or email it back. You want to make sure that you're updating that form because that is one of the reasons why you may continue to get clients even through insurance panels that you don't desire to serve. Now, the reason why also you want to clearly define your specialty is so that you can attract specifically who you do best with in therapy. So our niche formula, and this is just a basic niche formula, is A plus B equals C, okay? So the A is the who. Who is the person that you desire to serve? The what is what are they coming to you for and what are you going to do with them to solve their problem? The transformation is once you solve their problem, what is on the other side of you solving their problem? Now, once you figure out that equation, Figure out a creative way, go to AI and plug it in and say, hey, I would like to take my niche statement or who I serve with what I can help them with, with what I can see for them after they are done with academia, relationships and or, you know, work or whatnot. And tell AI to literally write you a paragraph about how you can help someone. But this is going to go to a psychology online directory. Actually tell it. It's going to go on psychology today. AI is very, very intuitive. So the who, the what, and the transformation, clearly define it and then put fat, make sure that those words are on your online profile. Number three is you don't want to forget to then share valuable content. So the system, the online world is not psychic. Just because you opened up your private practice one week ago, five weeks ago, six months ago, three years ago, it doesn't mean that people know that you exist. Okay. Your name did not just pop up on Google before everyone's ad before everyone who's actually pushing out content every week. So then Google notices that, Oh wait, people are liking their content. They keep going to their blogs. They go to their website. They go to their Instagram page. They go to their Twitter. So I'm going to keep pushing their information up to the top. They're not going to take your content your website and say we're gonna push her to the top because she really wants clients that's not the way that it works so how do you share valuable content First and foremost, you want to create and share insightful content related to your expertise. Stay in your lane. Now this could include but not limited to, you know your gift. Do you like to write? Then you're going to write articles or blogs. If you've already written articles or blogs or you've been featured in other written material, make sure that you link that up on your website. Make sure that you link that up on the link in the bio on your social media profile or in the link tree or whatnot. If you have videos like YouTube and things like that, make sure that you're being very specific with, in this particular video, this is what I'm going to share with you. Prime example is this podcast. I specifically said, I'm going to talk to you about specifically how you can boost traffic to your online directory. I'm not talking about boosting traffic to Instagram, even though we're going to talk about how social media can link people back to your online directory. This is not a YouTube or a social media training. Okay. So if you like to write, or if you have other things that are out there on video or on blogs or in articles, make sure that you're continuously telling people that those things exist. The more people that visit those sites, again, that's going to help out and push out your track, your, the traffic to everything that you have. You also want to share valuable content on social media platforms. Now please note, YouTube is not a social media platform. YouTube is a search engine optimization, just like Google. Google will often refer someone to a video before they refer them to your website. So video is king and queen, okay? when you share valuable content this can establish you as the authority the expert in your field in your area of expertise hence it will then start to share information that you're putting out there on the web to drive traffic to your profile so here's how you can share valuable uh, valuable content one add value on other platforms and then tell people to go to your psychology today to learn more or to your website right um give them a mini transformation when you're publishing videos or you're writing articles let them know a takeaway prime example It would just be very rude of me if I were to have this podcast and I were to say, okay, let's talk about how to boost traffic to your online directory. You want to make sure that you know who you serve. You want to make sure that you're creating valuable content. You want to make sure that you are publishing on social media. The end. Okay, those three are great, but I didn't tell you anything about the how. My hope is that anytime I put out any piece of content, whether it's audio or video or a mixture of the two, or even written, which I really don't do, unless I transcribe my videos or my podcast. At the end of the day, you can walk away from any episode of my podcast learning something and honestly implementing something, okay? So give people a mini transformation of what it might be like to work with you, which is why I like video, because most of the time, a lot of therapists are going to be doing telehealth or the client's gonna be sitting right across from you, okay? Um, you also want to give them a call to action for at least 75% or more of all of your content. You want to tell people what to do, where to go, and what to do next. Never assume that people are psychic. So those are some tips around sharing valuable content with written, video, audio, and then telling them what to do next, also known as call to action. Number four is leverage social media and professional networks. So what can this look like? You can promote your profile through social media platforms, as I just mentioned. You can also share it with professional networks. Now, these are some tips that I would highly encourage you to, you know, just tap into and make sure that you follow because you don't want to get kicked out of communities or professional networks because you're not following the rules. So if you choose to join, let's just say an online discussion, you want to make sure to understand the rules of when you can or cannot share links Instagram profiles, websites, and all the things. Do not join these groups only to spam and solicit people outside of the community, okay? Um, You also want to let people know beyond the circle of your friends what you do. So that means get out and meet new people. Now, how can you get out and meet new people? I'm just gonna tell you, if I were starting over a private practice right now, I would still do these two things. I will go to Eventbrite and I would research any type of live event in my area that I can get to at least one every single month. Some of them may be general mental health. Some of them can actually be CE workshops. It can be women mixers, business mixers. You know, I've been to an array of mixers because as soon as I introduce myself and say that I'm a clinical psychologist and then I, you know, blend in my niche statement, people want my business card. And that's another thing that I'll just slide in here. People are now again asking for business cards and I'm gonna be quite frank, I don't have one. So it feels a little weird because people are saying, well, how do I get in contact with you? And I'm like, well, here's my phone number. Here's my social media profile, let's connect, okay? So it's a little weird, but I probably really need to get some business cards. Um, Another thing that I would do is go on to Facebook events. Facebook has a lot of local events and online virtual events. So you just want to check things out that are going on around you and also make sure that you check affiliations that you're a part of, you pay for them. Why not participate? You can also just listen to word of mouth, ask some of your friends, your therapist friends, or just business owners. What are some things that are happening around the town? And then most importantly, stay connected with people, have an intention when you walk into a physical space that you're going to connect with a certain amount of people and that you're going to bring those connections home. So that's how I would leverage my social media by doing the call to action and redirecting people, but also joining and connecting with other people in professional networks. Finally is number five. You want to showcase and collect reviews, also known as testimonials. But of course we have to be ethical. So these are some of the ways that you can collect testimonials. And this is something that we actually teach our clients to do in DTA from the beginning. Okay. So of course you want to make sure that you are ethical. Technically you are not supposed to be asking current therapy clients for a testimonial, but here's the thing. You are getting a testimonial for every new uh, client that you see and every session that they come to. For example, you do an intake session or you do session five, the client comes to the next session. I can probably bet a thousand dollars literally that, At least 95% of therapists that are listening to this podcast episode, you start off your session such as, how was your week? How have you been since the last time you've seen me? How was the homework? What did it do for you? Did you have any difficulty? The person is going to respond. They're letting you know how what you did with them in treatment is doing for them. So could you ethically promote on your website, no name, no picture, and say, happy client. Everybody's a happy client. Everybody's an abundant client. Use your words. You're not going to say exactly what they said. But let I'm going to give you an example. There was one client. It was an adult woman. She was in the medical field. And she was so used to, every time she came into my office, she would just verbally vomit about all the things and to the point where I couldn't even close the door before she started. She would start before she even sat down. So one day I decided before she went into session and I actually did this for every single client, but she was the first because she showed me that I need to do this with every client, meaning slow them down. So I wanted to give her a different vibe of what therapy can be like if we started it off positive, then she went into whatever she wanted to talk about. And then we ended it positive again, like the sandwich method. So soon as she came into the office, she's, I could feel her starting to talk. And I said, wait, 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 I said, can I ask you something? And she was like, well, I want to talk about, I said, I know, but let me ask you something. Can you tell me at least two things that went right since the last time we saw each other? It was interesting She had to take a deep breath. There was a pause, which I had never seen before. Now she has anxiety, okay? (laughs) She sat down and then she said, wow, I never thought about that before. I said, we've talked about it more as homework, but I want you to tell me. Tell me two things or up to two things that went right. Because most of our sessions are focused on solely what went wrong. And I'll give you a great homework assignment that you actually do. But then you actually leave here sometimes more anxious than how you came in. So it was interesting. She told me more than two things. And I noticed that her tone was way different during the whole session. She didn't feel like she was about to give me a panic attack based off the way that she was talking in a very mindfulness grounded low tone. So why am I bringing this up to you? Okay, what I was able to take from that. Is that I was if I if I wanted to take that to social media, I would say abundant client. Let me tell y'all what happened in therapy today. I don't have to describe her. That's violation of uh, confidentiality. But I can say sometimes when my clients are dealing with anxiety, they may want to just tell me everything as soon as they come into the office, not even sitting down. And I get it. However. I've noticed that there's this little thing that I do with my therapy clients. And then I would explain to people that are listening exactly what I just explained to you, meaning I would just tell them what I did in the beginning of the session and why, and what outcome happened after I did it. Well, what do you think that's gonna do with someone else who has anxiety, who has a lot to say, but they also don't want to hold the anxiety, right? So there are ethical ways that you can talk about what you're doing for a client. But of course, you should be very careful not to divulge what clients are telling you about what they're going through, okay? So, another tool that you definitely can use right now is if you use simple practice because that's what we teach to in our program. You can head over to the template library. I don't know if it's available for all plans, but we see it in DTA when we teach it. Go to the template library and type in the word testimonials. You will see a variety of different testimonials where Simple Practice as of 2022 has uploaded various forms where they are all HIPAA compliant. They all cover confidentiality and your ethics code, and they will give you um, a template for if a client does not want to use their name or they want to use their name. Of course, you ask the client for permission before you give them the form. They say yes. You can send it to them in the client portal. Boom, you have documentation. You can use them as a testimonial once they're done with treatment. So let's do a recap. We talked about a lot today. We've talked about five tips to uh, increase traffic to go to your online directory. Number one, SEO, optimize your keywords. Number two, specialize and clearly define your services, the who, what, and transformation, that niche. The number three is share valuable content online, give them a mini transformation. Number four, leverage your social media, do a call to action and tell people where to go and professional networking, connect with other people. And number five, collect and showcase ethical testimonials. Okay. So I really hope that this podcast episode was helpful for the individual who uploaded this question. Thank you so much for co-creating this podcast episode with us. If you would please um, snapshot this episode, head over to Instagram and tag me in the stories. Let me know your biggest takeaway. So if you know of at least two different therapists that you can share, not just this podcast episode with, but the entire feed. If you know a therapist, whether they are in the beginning phases of opening up a business, a private practice, maybe they're interested in one day upgrading to group practice, or maybe even digital products, please share this podcast episode with other therapists. Until the next episode, I will see you in the next one. Bye. Fire me up. You just finished another epic episode of the Therapists Deserve Abundance podcast. Now, I know what you're thinking. That flew by way too fast. So if you want more, please head down to the show notes for additional abundant resources. And if you're looking for a new tribe of abundant therapists just like yourself to connect with, connect with me on Instagram at Dr. TK Psych. Until the next episode, live abundantly.